What's going on? The Cox Talks Podcast is back, and guess what? We are on time this week. Had a slow week. Why? Well, no, fuck. I shouldn't say that. I had the weekend off. It rained all weekend. Didn't have a lot of work to do. Um, so yeah, we finally got this kicked out on time. We're back on normal schedule. I can't promise that it's going to stay this way, but it might. I'm going to do my best at keeping it this way. So, as always, housekeeping. You want to get a hold of me? You want to reach out to me with questions, comments, concerns, dilemmas? At the Cox Talks Podcast on Instagram. That's the best way to get a hold of me right there. Um, or if you have my personal contact information, reach out, get a hold of me. Uh, fan feedback is always welcome. Um, I'm taking ideas, and some of you people have, have dished it out to me, but some of these podcasts are a lot harder to put together than you think. I'm always taking uh, thoughts and feedback on ideas for podcast topics. Is there something you want to hear? Something you want to hear me spout off about? Um, I do have a list of people I'm trying to get on the podcast, but fuck me. Believe it or not, it's harder to get people to sit down for even an hour. Everybody's so fucking busy these days. It's wild. Um, it's harder to get people to connect with people and, and get a podcast. out. It's harder to connect than you think. And naturally, of course, if I've said this before, if you're one of those people that comes out, and eh, you should get me on the podcast because I'm fucking sweet. Yeah. No, you're probably not, because the way I look at it is if you have to tell me how fucking cool you are, you're not that fucking cool, okay? Like, you know, you think you're the only person that, you know, did a fucking line of coke off a stripper's tits somewhere? No, you're not, okay? You think you are, but you're not. I mean, I'm not saying I have. I'm just using that as a fucking example, all right? So everybody just calm down. If, if you if you ask me to come on the podcast because you think you're sweet, chances are you're not fucking sweet. So get that out of the way early, but yeah. Any, any ideas, topics, anything you want to hear me spout off about maybe, uh, maybe you want a new segment brought to the show, whatever, any ideas, listen, I'm open to ideas. If I can put them together and, and get them on the podcast or not, that's up to me to decide, but, uh, or up to me to accomplish even rather, but, uh, listen, we'll, uh, give it a go. Send me, send me your stuff. So, uh, Pretty decent show, I think. This this week, I'm going to talk about uh, went 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 to see a movie the other night. Went to see a movie. Haven't haven't done that in a while. The Hero Cookies back, and summer's here, so we're going to talk about smoking. What are we smoking? Not the Mary Jane. Not the Mary Jane. We're going to talk about uh, Traeger Grills. Got a good buddy who sells for Traeger Grills, uh, Traeger Smokers, whatever. Just had him on real quick. I don't know anything about smokers. I've I, I, everybody's got one, but me. Apparently, and the people who have them love them. It's a big topic of conversation. You get together with the boys, and everybody's got a fucking smoker, and that's all they talk about is how much the Leafs suck and smoking fucking meat. That's that's all they talk about. So you go out to some of these places, and I gotta get a smoker just start smoking stuff just so I have something to fucking talk about with my friends. But everybody seems to have a smoker. They seem to have really taken off. They see there seems to be a real science to them. So. Um, a little bit later on in the podcast, I had my good buddy Kevin George on. We, we talked about smokers. Like I said, you'll hear the interview. He works for Traeger, loves his job. He's good at what he does. Um, he's really he's really grasped this whole smoke and meat thing. So I thought, hey, why not? Summer's here. Summer's almost here. I'll get him on and we'll just talk about smokers. So, And of course, like I said earlier, the Hero Cookie is back too. And quite frankly, I think it's a good one. But you're going to have to stick around for that. So... Off the hop here, went and saw a fucking movie last night. Took the old lady out for a nice dinner, had some nice Atlantic salmon and uh, uh, the vegetable medley there, and um, dinner and a movie. And we went and saw the new Top Gun Maverick. Now, um, typically remakes, I... Typically, I'm not all about seeing remakes, but Top Gun is such a fuck. The original is such a fucking iconic movie. Like, it's not even really that great of a movie, but it it I, I don't want to say it's so bad it's good because it's not bad, but it's not great, but it's fucking iconic. And I don't know if it's because of Tom Cruise. I don't know if it's because of the soundtrack. I don't know if it's because of Val Kilmer. And I don't know if it's just... It's a fucking 80s movies and 80s movies. I don't know what it is. 80s movies and like early 90s movies in my eyes seem to fucking live forever. So I was a little skeptical on seeing it, but fuck, it's Top Gun. You, you got to go and see it. Tom Cruise was in it. Val Kilmer 
had a nice little cameo in it. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to ruin it for those who haven't seen it. But I will say, um, I thought they did a very good job with it. Val Kimmer looks good. Now, don't get me wrong. He's all makeup. He's all. He's in the movie, so he's got tons of makeup on, and they did their best they could with him. But Val Kilmer looks really good in it. Tom Cruise, I thought, looked fucking good for his age, too. Not going to lie. And the rest of the cast, a lot of familiar faces, but I just couldn't place where I, where I had seen them before. Um, in what movies? A lot of familiar faces. But a job well done all around. Pretty good story. Pretty good storyline to it. Some humor in it, actually, which which didn't catch me by surprise, but I thought the humor was very well done. There wasn't too much humor, and the humor in the movie was just, it was very subtle and it was very dry. Um, and that's the kind of humor I like. So I thought I thought the humor was very well done. The story was very well done. I mean, the action scenes with the fighter jets, so on and so forth, uh, very well done naturally. John Hamm, I thought, played a really good character in it. Um, fuck, how can you not love John Hamm? Great guy, good looking cat too, no homo. Um, but yeah, good. Just you know what? It was nice. So we went out, and we were like a couple fucking high school kids out there. You know, we went out, we saw Top Gun, we had dinner, we held hands in the movie theater. The only thing we didn't do was fucking have sex in the back of our parents' SUV on the way home, like high school kids. You know, just fold the seats down the back of the Toyota Islander there. Hey, hey, hey! Had a little bit of sex. <laughs> Nope, didn't do that. Came home and uh, I was so full of fucking Coca-Cola and popcorn and Mike and Ike's. Big bag of Mike and Ike's. Uh, fucking nice big bag of Mike and Ike's. Came home, went to bed. Actually talked about the movie on the way home. Right to bed for this cat. So uh, so no, it was nice. Like I said, a couple episodes ago, I talked about getting out to these Jack and Jill's and benefit dances and stuff that that are kind of back making the circulation now. So So going out to see the movie was great. Um, haven't done that in a fucking long time. I, I couldn't even tell you the last movie I went to see. And that's not necessarily just because of COVID, but that's because it's so goddamn expensive to go and see a movie now. It's fucking crazy. But, um, they actually, um, but I was kind of curious with the whole movie, like how they would incorporate the old movie into the new movie. And, and I thought they did a good job, you know, in the old movie, they got that, the iconic fucking scene of them playing beach volleyball in their blue jeans, you know? So they kind of sort of recreated that. That was cool. Tom Cruise had his motorcycle out in the movie, you know, driving his motorcycle around the fucking runway and shit like that. And I was, I'm going to, I'm going to go down this path though. I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to see Kelly McGillis and I didn't really realize why. And I don't know if any of you have fucking Googled Kelly McGillis lately, but Kelly McGillis has no business being in the new Top Gun movie. And I just don't understand. I mean, I guess it what what it's it's been 30 years since the original came out, something like that. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the original Top Gun, Kelly McGillis was a goddamn smoke show. She is not a goddamn smoke show anymore. I just I didn't know how they were gonna go about that. They kind of found somewhat of a replacement for Kelly McGillis, but I just couldn't get into the love side of the story because it wasn't Kelly McGillis. And I just wish, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I wish Kelly McGillis could have aged the same way Tom Cruise did. So that's my theory on uh, on Top Gun Maverick. If you, I urge you to get out and see it. it. It's worth the money. You might not have the same opinion as me at the end of the day regarding Top Gun, but I thought it was very well done. It, it'll never be as iconic as the original but they made a damn good effort trying to make it, and um, it is what it is. So, nope, nice nice little movie date out. Nice little movie date out. So, moving on, uh, like I said earlier, it's summertime. Uh, you guys are all out there. You see it on Twitter. Everybody, all you croppers out there that have all the fucking time in the world to smoke meat and fucking cook meals and whatever. Um you see it all over Twitter. You see it all over Facebook. You know, guys that get weekends off and, and stuff like that. Everybody's just out smoking meat. So, like I said, I thought I'd get my buddy Kevin on. So, uh, you know what? Let's just, let's, fuck it. Let's dive right into it. Let's, let's bring in Kevin. Okay, so here on the Cox Talks podcast, where we pride ourselves in having everyday people on the podcast we are joined today 
by longtime friend, good friend, all the way from Newcastle, Ontario. Kevin George, how are you today, Kevin? I'm I'm well, Trevor. How are you today? I'm I'm very well today. And where where are we finding you today? You're you're at home. You're in Newcastle. Looks like you're in the the spare bedroom, maybe. Nope, nope. This is this is my bedroom. This is where this is where all the magic happens, aka the, my the, my office, where the old workbench is, eh? Little <laughs> 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 <Old> headboard. <laughs> yeah. So for those wondering out there, Kevin George and I have been friends for a, a very very long time, and uh, Kevin used to be the uh, one of the kids that used to sit around the old fucking pro shop there in the Uxbridge arena and and torment me while i sharpen skates you got anything to add to that there kev no no just a little child labor little shop used to run in there about uh two bucks i believe and you got the shop all swept up pretty much three four times a week in there used to let you and your little brother run the cash register while i went and flirted with the chicks at the fucking snack bar (laughs) it was a different time then trevor it was a simpler time, Kevin. It was a simpler <laughs> sure. time. So listen, we had you on here. I don't know anything about these things because you've heard me say, I'm a dairy farmer. I don't have time to uh, be smoking meats and smoking chickens and whatever. I guess chicken is fucking technically a meat, but you are like a, a Traeger smoker um, uh, expert, genius, connoisseur. What salesman? What what do you prefer? We what term do you prefer? We use salesman. Those other ones are pretty uh, pretty fucking big words for <laughs> for me. <laughs> so why don't yeah? So why don't you why don't you uh, give us your 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 title within the Traeger business? Ah, territory manager. Just do some do some sales. Try to sell sell the the things to uh, regular guys like you who don't know anything about. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, so I just figured, you know what, summer summer is basically here. I mean, school's still in, so I always figure summer doesn't officially start till school's out. But barbecue season is here, and like I said, I don't know. I've I've got an old fucking barbecue out in the garage that I bought at Walmart. I don't even barbecue that often because I'm um, I, like I said, I I don't have time. I could make time, but I don't because I'm also fucking lazy. So yeah. tell us about. Tell us that let's start. Let's get let's just fucking hit the road running here. Tell us the difference between a propane or a natural gas barbecue and a smoker. So a smoker, um, there's different ways you can you can smoke meat. Uh, traditionally, your smoker was a uh, charcoal grill, kind of the oldest. Uh, I don't want to call it technology, but the oldest way to do it. Um, pretty much your your dad and your grandpa would be the ones who know how to run a charcoal grill. They're a little tricky. <laughs> they're, they're kind of, they're, they're, it's an older craft. We'll call it. I have a charcoal grill out back. I don't use it a whole lot. It takes a whole lot of energy and, and really you drink too many beers. If there's a thing in the day, by the time your meat's done, you're either struggling to get it off there or struggling to get back in the house because you're doing a little two-step on your way in. Um, but within the smoking industry, uh, these pellet grills, such as a Traeger, there's a couple in the industry, um, they emerged, they're basically a self-sufficient, um, grill that, uh, feeds itself very similar. So like a, a pellet heater. It, oh, I got people, one of those, a corn stove. Yeah. The old man's got a corn stove. And I was going to say corn stove for a different type of fuel generally a lot of farmers know about the corn stove so it just it feeds itself and it, it's kind of self-sustaining for the entire time you're going to run it um the owner of Traeger and or not the owner sorry the inventor of Traeger he he got a gas grill and really just burnt the shit out of his food one time back in the 80s and so he took his kind of that idea from the pellet stove and made it into a barbecue uh so your difference now would be you're using food grade pellets and it would uh, basically how they work now is you set it to a temperature to run just like your oven inside with a hardwood fuel. Perfect. Sounds easy it's, enough, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, we we a little runner on the bush there, but it's fine. We got there. Yeah, it sounds it sounds easy enough. Now, <laughs> give us your different like give us your different models, your price ranges, options, all that jazz on a sweet Traeger grill. So for Traeger, yeah, here you can range anywhere. I tell people there is they're as simpler as complicated as you want to make them. Um, I've got a cousin who. I won't name his name, but he, I believe he's been mentioned on here before. Yeah, he had a hard fall at a Jack and Jill a couple weeks ago. Have you talked to him? Is he okay? Is he okay? I was I was over there today. He he actually didn't get off the couch. I had to get my own beer for me and him. So I think his back might be bugging him a little still. Okay, fair enough. Yep. But uh, he's your type of guy that just grills got thousands of dollars technology, and he just turns it on and turns it off. And that's how it goes. But uh, you'll range anywhere from a thousand bucks to five thousand bucks, and they are anywhere from fully Wi-Fi connected, or just a dial that you got to monitor uh, throughout the day is how they go. So they go Pro Series is is your bottom kind of entry level, we'll call it. Um, it'll do the job for you, but it won't uh, won't blow you away with any of the bells and whistles. Um, and then you go up through ironwood, timberline, and as you go up, you get a lot more insulation for more uh, efficient cook. Okay. And then you also get your your Wi-Fi connectivity and a couple more cooking functions, such as a super smoke, as when you're smoking. Um, with a charcoal grill, you just add more wood to it, but it isn't an option with these grills. So super smoke is just another way to stoke the fire and produce a little more smoke um, with the technology you've got. So that... Uh, that comes with a little more expensive grills. So this 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 inner we'll call it internet technology, Wi-Fi, it runs through the Bluetooth of your phone or whatever. So if you can just basically turn your smoker on and walk away from it for several hours, does this not defeat the purpose of smoking? Because what I've figured out through all this, through all this, and smokers just have really seemed to taken off and I don't know, the last five to eight years, would that be a fair statement? Probably. Yes within the barbecue industry and they've taken off more in the general public since COVID. Right. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that's, that's fair. But I mean, does, does going out and smoking meat, having that, uh, that Bluetooth technology, does that not defeat the purpose? Because from what I'm picking up on smokers, guys buy smokers so they can stand in the backyard and drink beer or vodka, whatever seltzers by themselves. And nobody bothers them. They're just out there smoking meat like a fucking man right so those guys you're talking about those those aren't seltzer drinkers (laughs) valid very valid point very valid point that's a guy out there with the biggest cigar you've ever seen in a cup full of whiskey with no ice no white just straight yeah just straight but but that's what i mean though does that not like that's where they get their alone time so does the whole wi-fi thing does that not kind of defeat the purpose of having a smoker it it has taken it from um it's taken it from a Saturday Sunday game to an every day of the week thing now. Fair enough. Is what I... it's done. It's just it's expanded the availability of having that same product off of your grill seven days a week as opposed to the two when you have time to sit there for eight hours and monitor your smoker and everything that goes with it. Fair enough. I can get behind that. Now, sp- speaking of the pellets, is it like yep. I know you can get like um, things to put on just a regular barbecue. Can you get different and I'll call them flavored or aroma or whatever different um, like say mesquite pellets to give your meat a mesquite taste to it. Do you know what I'm getting at here? Yeah. You can can do all that. Sorry. One sec here. Yeah. It uh, so there's, we have our own brands of pellets uh, Traeger themselves and it's uh, they're the market leader. We're the biggest company in the industry. So naturally we'll be the market leader in the pellets, but we have six to eight flavors kind of circulating the market at all times. Um, there's a lot of brands of pellets around. So people are try. there's some couple companies uh, that are experimenting with a charcoal pellet where they'll actually mix hardwood and charcoal together to kind of, it's a black pellet, doesn't look like wood. Um, just for people to kind of who like that charcoal taste uh, in their pellet grill. But yeah, we have uh, basically all your main flavors of wood. Um, It would be a mesquite, hickory, pecan, apple, cherry, 
Uh, and basically you just, they all produce a little different level of smoke uh, for whatever you're cooking. Big hickory guy. You only get those fucking hickory sticks like in the potato chip aisle. Oh yeah. You know, oh, I fucking dust a whole bag of those talk, for fun. Talk about, talk about a mess when you sit down to eat those. Get up yeah. off the couch, those things. Worse than popcorn. Yeah, and they get a nice little grease on your finger there too. So if you're wearing the wife, the white wife beater, you just wipe your hands, cross your t-shirt, right? Have you ever had the salt and vinegar hickory sticks that came up? <laughs> yeah, fuck, I can't say that I have, but a little off topic. But you know what I did buy today because I found out they're discontinuing them? I bought like six fucking bags of ketchup Doritos. They're Don't so good. You. They're so Those fucking couldn't have been good. around for couldn't have been around long. They've been around like two years, but they're discontinuing them. And I don't know why they're other than, you know, the original cool ranch. They're the best fucking Doritos out there. Dill pickle Doritos will give them a run for their money, but pound for pound ketchup Doritos. I don't think can be beat. Well, apparently they can. (laughs) Well, it's fucking, you know, it could have just been a marketing thing too. I don't know, but yeah, they're discontinuing them. So I bought like six bags today politics within the chip industry eh? yeah 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 for sure so anyway potatoes yeah you're saying there i don't think doritos are potato based though kevin so anyways anyways back back to the smokers so so um (laughs) recipes favorite meats to smoke now you have told me i'm a big brisket guy now, I haven't smoked anything in my life other than fucking 972 joints in my day. But um, as far as meat goes, I, I've had brisket smoked for me, but I'm not. You say you're not a brisket guy. I love brisket. What are some of Kevin George's go-to smoker recipes? Tell the people, Kevin. The people want to know. <laughs> um, yeah, well, if I'm smoking... Um, just a regular, good, nice, thick cut ribeye. Or last night I did a couple T bones because I got a little, a little argument with the old man there. What was better, a ribeye or a T bone? So uh-huh. I went to the butcher and grabbed about a hundred bucks worth of those just to prove him wrong. He happened to be right last night, but uh, that could be just the butcher's issue. Um, just your good steak, like slow cook a good steak and then sear it off at the end is always good. Uh, I do like brisket. I did two briskets last week just while I was at work um, through the day and they, they turned out fantastic. You just, it's Mm -hmm. tough to find a good brisket. It's expensive. Mm -hmm. As you know, there's only two briskets on a cow. Correct. Yes. So they, they're, they're not a great cut of meat, but they're limited supply because of that. So it, uh, they're just supply and demand, Kevin. It's called supply and demand. So it goes. I don't think we're doing business lessons today, though, right? Not with us two, or not? No, <laughs> no. But you're a big like no, you like you like smoking ribs too, don't you? Big so rib ribs, guy. Ribs. If we're smoking ribs, would be my go-to. Just a pork rib. Um, yeah, baby back. It's uh, it's pretty safe. You do them for about five, six hours. Sauce, sauce the shit out of them, pretty much, and and you're good to go. Like it uh, with that amount of time, you'll turn any bad cut, bad rib into anything that you can eat. Really. It's, it's fantastic. So what, what is the, uh, the, the Traeger expert, Kevin George, what's your recipe for a good, a good fucking rack of ribs off the smoker? So me, me and the, and the guy who took a hard fall there a few weeks back, we, we go back and forth on the rib recipe for a while. Um, the standard way to do it is a three, two, one, um, just kind of around it's safe. If anyone doesn't know anything about it, you do a three, two, one, essentially that is, you're going to put everything's done around between 180 and 225 uh, degrees. And so you're going to put your ribs on right out of the package, right on at say 225. You're going to put them on for three hours and you're going to spritz them with apple juice or something citric or something sugary to kind of break the meat and the fat down as it goes and keep them moist. Uh, after the three hours, you're going to wrap them up in tin foil and throw a bunch of brown sugar, butter, all that healthy stuff in there. Uh, also breaks down the meat, gets the pullback on the bones. Uh, and then once your two hours is up with that, take them out of the wrap, put them right back on the grill, sauce them up. Uh, I like to sauce them a couple times. Um, I put the grill generally, depending on how, how thick your ribs are, you can 
turn it up or turn it down because you want that caramelization with the sauce with the sugars again and that's where you get your sticky ribs when you go to a restaurant for people that advertise sticky ribs it's because the sauce is caramelized on the grill and it's it it is sticky that's how it goes so three two one it's the safest recipe i kind of go by that but mix around with the uh with the temperatures there i won't stay at a 225 the whole time i'll do a 180 for three hours i'll go up to 250 while they're wrapped because they're wrapped and no smoke is touching them at that point and then i'll go back down to a 225 when i'm saucing them up for an hour or so and just kind of keep an eye on them now you're a big rib guy so this is a serious question at the end of the day you gonna you got two racks of ribs in front of you you got Kevin George Traeger smoked rib, or you got the fucking Swiss chalet baby back fucking full rack of ribs. Which ones are you taking? You know what? I haven't had Swiss chalet ribs, <laughs> I think, since I was 12. But those were my go like, those are my go to, like back in Uxbridge, whenever you go see half the town there. Oh, on yeah. A Friday, on a Friday night, I'd get a nice full rack of ribs, 12 years old, crush the whole thing. They're, they were good as, far as i can recall i take mine now oh yeah they were good but you know what i actually fucking ripped back a uh, rack of ribs from swiss chalet the other day and now they're like an appetizer like you could literally like when you're 12 13 years old you feel like a real man when you eat a full rack of ribs from swiss chalet now i'm like okay so can i get a half chicken with that too you got to get the rib chicken combo right i was gonna say i believe there's a there's a meal for that <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> so okay so we kind of talked about the different levels of grills where where can people find in ontario especially um where can people find traeger grills to purchase you can find them so we have a dealer locator on our website um you just look up Traeger, Traeger Canada, and it'll pop up on Google. Um, just go in there, navigate to the dealer locator, and it'll show you your closest uh, closest Traeger dealer. Um, we have, we're sold at all big box, Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, no Canadian Tire, no Walmart. Um, home hardware, may, most home hardware sell us uh, up to a certain amount or a certain level of product. Uh, the specialty dealers is what you're going to want to look for. A lot of pool stores, um, fireplace shops, HVAC shops, uh, basically barbecue stores, people who sell barbecues, wherever you'd get a nice two or $3,000 Napoleon or a Weber generally mm-hmm. will have some sort of Traeger grill in there. Um, but that dealer locator is kind of where everyone goes to, to figure it out because mainly for pellets, um, it's not like propane. You can't go to the gas station and pick up a bag of pellets like you can or go to Costco. Well, you can go to Costco. They have it. But uh, it's not as accessible as filling up your propane tank or doing a swap. So a lot of home hardwares are, are safe to have the pellets and, and everything like that. But uh, the dealer locator will give you the levels of dealer it is depending on the price you want to spend on your grill um, because certain dealers sell certain grills and others are not allowed right. to yeah home hardware good canadian company too a eh? good canadian company you know what i didn't realize how many home hardwares there were until i started working here like there's trying yeah. to find a town without a home hardware Uxbridge. like a town not a hamlet or anything like that well Uxbridge, Uxbridge doesn't now. have a home hardware they used yeah. to used to, it was a sweet home hardware too but gone I left. it's gone so so your job, so you're essentially a, uh, a Traeger salesman. You travel all over kind of, what's your territory? Like you got a huge fucking territory here. What is your territory again? Like where does it go to? We're a small company. We're growing. So yeah, my territory is, is large. Um, I do, I don't want to call it central. We'll say central Eastern Ontario and the North <laughs> kind of mainly three quarters of Ontario. We'll call it. Um, so 404 DVP, I go east from there all the way to the Quebec border. Jesus and then, Christ. And then as far north as you want to go, but not to Thunder Bay. I cut off at Thunder Bay. So I think. Thank my fuck. First, yeah. Well, that would be horrible. Um, my furthest accounts, I think I got Marathon up Thunder Bay way, which yeah. would be what, 15, 16 hours from my door right now. Yeah. Um, and then, and then if I were to head straight north of here, Hearst, 
home Oof. of uh, Claude Giroux would be my <laughs> furthest furthest account straight north, which I believe is the one of the last towns before there are no roads. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right too, actually. <laughs> So, and so in the summertime, especially not so much the wintertime, but in the summertime, you basically spend your time driving around to these towns and home hardwares and pool stores or whatever. And you are, you're cooking for, they, you know, they put on events. So you're, you're teaching the people in the store how to run the Traeger and how to sell it and blah, blah, blah. But you actually do some cooking for people too, while you're on the road. Yeah. In the summer cooking is the best way. Like, uh, barbecues, everyone has a barbecue. Um, they, a lot of people don't care to learn the difference, uh, but generally people who have barbecues and ovens and anything that cook food. They're all food enthusiasts, whether they just want to live or whether they actually want to have a good tasting meal every night of the week. Um, so the real, the main way to sell any of these products is to cook for people. Um, so yeah, weekends, anytime like that, when it's nice out, I'll be out in front of stores cooking. A lot of people probably run into counterparts of mine at Costco and and at Home Depot on the weekends and all that. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing on the weekends. So they gave you a Nissan truck and I have, I have actually attacked people that drive Nissan trucks verbally <laughs> on this podcast. Are you offended when I start ripping on Nissan trucks by any chance or nope. you're not? Bother okay, me. okay nope. good, good. So something I want to talk to you about because you and I've, I've talked about just jumping in the, in the truck with you and going on a road trip here every now and then, but Life on the road, especially in some of those northern towns that you get into. And I could imagine even down eastern Ontario, too. You got to see some shit, man. Like, there's got to be. And it's not doesn't even have to be crazy shit. But just, you know, stuff you see, you know, you're out having a meal at a restaurant some night at the end of the day. Or, I don't know, people hanging around the front of hotels and stuff. Like, you got to see some shit on the road. What What can you tell us? Got any good road stories? So, yeah, you see, yeah, nothing super, super crazy. Um, but yeah, the further north you go, it, it's a different world. Like you almost like the more hours you go back up north, but it's like years you go back in time. You, yeah, you travel <laughs> back in time. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's like fucked. It's like you're you're back in like 2000. They're worried about white. <laughs> a lot of white, a lot of white belts up there. Got a lot of guys 20, wearing white 20 belts. Hour, 20 hours north um no you get up there and you get a lot of people like hotels like like if i were to head to hearst last last summer i head to hearst um middle of the summer and up there you get a lot of snowmobile towns um because mm-hmm. they you can snowmobile almost 10 months of the year up there um but in the summer they don't they get like four visitors to the town <laughs> so yeah. like and so like they see me pull in with my truck or whatever even just when i was driving my car like it, uh, the whole town's like looking at you, like people will turn with their dog, look at you drive by because they know you're not from there right <laughs> away. And then, and then when you go up there, it's a lot of French and I speak, I speak negative French, like none at all. And it's like, it's, you can barely order a coffee in some of these towns when you go North because they're so French. Like the one time at Tim Hortons, they had to get another person to help me in the drive through And all I wanted French, to do like, meet just, Don't you put just like a French accent to like coffee, give me a coffee. <laughs> yeah. or like, me uh, regular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That <laughs> 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 You got to laugh like that too, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> regular. <laughs> oh shit. But it, uh, but like, yeah, like, this past weekend, I had a good one. I was up north, and uh, I stay in. I like. I plan my. I plan my hotels on where the restaurants are, so like I can have a couple drinks and be in the parking lot of my of my hotel. Like, yeah. so you go to a lot of towns, and like there'll be a Boston Pizza right beside the right beside the hotel, or anyone who's gone to a hockey tournament knows that. Oh yeah, like there's always a few restaurants right in the parking lot or within a block of the yep. hotel so i plan. so i plan like a couple towns i like to go to the keg it's it's a fancy restaurant for me um <laughs> if you could see me right now i don't fit in many fancy restaurants but uh i go to the keg and i splurge on a nice prime rib dinner every now and again when i head up to sudbury and uh, i was sitting there this week <laughs> the guy comes up and, he, and the the 
bartender. So he, I guess he was an employee there. And he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to get a good buzz on before I head home. And she pulls out two bottles of beer and I look over. I couldn't really see the label, but I saw the C, a very distinct C on the corner of the label. <laughs> it came out from behind the bar and I kept looking. I was just drawing. I was like, what? Because it wasn't the Coors Light. It wasn't a Canadian. It was... <laughs> She pulled out two carlings from behind the bar at the keg. <laughs> you so you can get carling at the keg in I Sudbury. Think, you know, in Sudbury, I guess. Apparently, if you're willing to drive up there for a nice ice cold carling at the bar, they've got them. <laughs> I just don't like I I'd have a hard I'd kind of be embarrassed to order a fucking Molson Canadian or a Coors Light at the keg because it's like like you feel like yeah, the keg's kind of sort of fancy, but you feel like you should drink like, fuck, I don't know, like a Stella or a Heineken or something. No, or like a, a red wine would be the way to a, go ni- a nice, a nice red. Yeah. Yeah. So did this guy like, did it look like he was a fucking welder or worked in a tire shop or what? Like <laughs> what pretty much it? exactly what he looked like. I, feel, I believe he had a bright red cutoff shirt and a backwards hat on. <laughs> oh, my next question is what the fuck was a guy like that doing eating at the keg? Oh, just spending all his child support money, I guess. Chet, spending <laughs> that's all his... what you, that's yeah. what you get. Just walking by. This looks like a good spot. How the fuck's he Probably gonna go won't. to bing? How the fuck's he gonna go to bingo if he's spending all his money on carling <laughs> at the fucking keg in Sudbury? Right? He's probably a regular there because it's probably the only restaurant that sells carling in Ontario. Yeah, no, you're probably right. But I, I mean, up north, I guess, yeah, drinking Carling at the keg in Sudbury, probably what you, grit, what gritty you, town, like, gritty town. What the price tag is on a Carling at the keg? I six. If you were to... <laughs> is it? I I don't know. I don't know. But what do you like? What, well, what what's the you, like? I know they. Okay? What would you be okay paying for a carling at the keg? Nowhere. I would like, I wouldn't even, I'd never pay for a carling. I don't think I don't, I like, but it, what, well, like, what, that's, a, that's a lie because there's money that was ugh, embezzled that I used to play hockey for the team that we used to play hockey for still play hockey for when carling was the drink of choice and we used to pay for them. Yeah, you did. I never pay for them. I run the team. I don't pay for shit, right? Must be nice. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It's great. You got any other good road stories? I mean, other than guys just crushing fucking carling at the keg. (laughs) So I I had one today, but this is not really. This could have been anyone uh, heading back, heading back home today. Um, Driving, coming down Highway 12 there. Like, what's the town? St. Field. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, just, just north just of poor north poverty the, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out to Noisy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Noisy doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> so, so there's an F one fifty pulled into a side street, barely off Highway twelve, and just a, some kid out the back, probably 20, 20, 22 years old, just puking his guts out. Nice. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Like, right on the like, side of Highway 12. Like, I love it. Out, like, it was like scary movie, like projectile all over the freaking <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's was, great. Oh, it was good. It was a good one. It's been a long time since I've had a Sunday morning truck puke. Let me tell you that. Oh, I've, you know what? Yeah, been a long time, but that's like nothing been, worse. Some might say. Some might say it's been too long, to be honest with you. Too, too long. long. You know what? You should head out on the road. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I should hit the road. Yeah. So, well, listen, Kevin, that was great to have you on. Talk a little quick, quick little talk about Traeger Grills here and smoking some meat. Last question is, um, because I basically gave a 30-minute advertisement for Traeger, will I be expecting a uh, a new smoker on my porch anytime soon? <laughs> No, probably not. <laughs> oh, wow. What the fuck was the point of this then? I might not even air it now. You know what, Trevor? You called me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. I did. Yeah, you got me there. You know what? Kevin. You know what I, I did say I, I, I got a shirt and a hat for you that's been sitting in the truck for about, uh, oh, probably a good four, four months now. Well, I'll probably pick it up in September when hockey season starts again. I was going to say we'll get you back when, uh, if, if I'm back. 
If I do another tour of South, Southern Durham region some Saturday or Sunday, I'll, I'll swing by the George Casa there and maybe pick him up. Is there anybody like like you've kind of been uh, jonesing to get on the podcast here? Is there anybody you want to give a big shout out to? <laughs> no. Uh, you know what? I'll give a shout out to the muckers because you never do. Just leave huh? us hanging by the wayside. Just leave you guys high and dry. Well, someday we'll have to do a. You're too, you're too fucking good for us. Someday we'll have to do a mud muckers episode for sure, for sure. I, you know what? I, I'm still waiting for one to come out publicly. Well, I don't know. I got to retain listeners here, Kevin. So nobody cares about the mud muckers except the mud muckers. That's the problem, right? You know what, Trevor? That's some say that's all that matters. Yeah, that's right. Well, anyways, listen. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it, and. uh Hey, keep fucking smoking the good smoke, bud. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. You have a great night, Trevor. You too. Bye-bye. Talk. So, yeah. So, that was my uh, my good buddy, Kevin. And, uh, man, he is uh, the George family, especially. Uh, legends in my hometown here. The three brothers and the sister. Uh, big shout-out to uh, Robin. I know she's a big Cox Sox listener. She's probably the best hockey player out of the four George kids. Um, if you want to rhyme off the best hockey players in the George family, it goes Robin, Kevin, Corey, then Ronnie. That's just my opinion. And I know there's a lot of listeners out there that maybe have heard of the the George brothers from Uxbridge, but nobody kid yourself, Robin. Robin was the best hockey player out of all of them, so... But uh, no, Kevin and I have been friends for a long time and he knows his stuff. And like I said, he's he's got things down to a science with that smoker. So I thought it'd be interesting to have him on and just change things up a little bit. You know, instead of listening to me fucking babble on for for hours on end on the old Cox Talks podcast here. So uh, listen, back to a segment we haven't had for quite a while. The Hero Cookie. Now, this week's Hero Cookie goes out to several people. And I don't have names to associate to this, nor would I necessarily drop their their full names to begin with. But back to Facebook. I fucking, listen, I've thought about deleting Facebook altogether. But there is, everything that is wrong with our society is fucking glaring on Facebook. Everything that people want to complain about, panic about, rant about whatever is on Facebook and I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you here Facebook is where I get a lot of my a lot of my fucking content or content ideas from on Facebook so there seems to be this thing and it's been going on for a couple years now that every time somebody who lives in rural Canada, okay, rural, keep that fucking word in your head, you live in rural Canada, okay, there's fields, there's trees, there's bushes, there's swamps, okay, you know what goes on in all those trees and bushes and swamps, fucking wildlife, okay, wildlife, it is their habitat, and every time somebody sees a fucking, oh, I don't even know how to word this. Every time somebody sees a fox, a bear, a coyote, a fucking swan, a fucking Canada goose, a goddamn mallard duck, a fucking ferret, for crying out loud, they gotta either fucking snap a picture and put it on Facebook or they gotta go on Facebook, old fucking Judy there down the street. Oh my God, there was a bear at the sixth concession and highway 47 i saw it 20 minutes ago i was two miles away from it it ran across the road oh my god fucking relax people same with coyotes foxes fucking goats dog like you live in a rural neighborhood okay you're going to see wildlife wildlife doesn't just get up in the morning and stand in the same fucking goddamn spot that they went to sleep in every day, okay? Wildlife are much like human beings. They get out and they got shit to do, okay? They're out hunting. They got to move, you know? Maybe they got in a little den there and they got predators coming. 
sniffing around their den, so they got to relocate their den with their cubs in it, and so on and so forth. Or they just want to get out and explore, or they pick up on a scent, or, like I said, they're hunting for food or something. It's very fucking common to see wildlife out and about, and I don't think you need to put warnings up. Okay. Oh, put your fucking pets inside. I saw a coyote 14 minutes ago on Biscayne Street. Fuck off. Listen, there's also, like, oh, fuck. I don't even know where to go with this, to be honest. It just drives me fucking nuts, okay? Like, there's been a lot of bear postings lately. And here's the thing about bears. They've just come out of hibernation, A. B, they're fucking hungry. C, a lot of mama bears have got cubs out. So not only are they hunting for themselves, they're hunting to feed their fucking cubs too. So they're very, they're fucking very mobile this time of year. Bears don't want anything to do with you, regardless of what you think. Bears don't really want anything to do with your fucking household pets either, regardless of what you think. I've watched dogs bark at bears and bears fucking take off and go the other way. Because they, you know what? They're just like, I don't have time for this shit. Like, I got, I got, I got three cubs I gotta feed. I gotta go get a fucking trout from the river. Or I gotta go fucking kill a raccoon or a squirrel and whatever. Take it back. A dog, that's, you know, fuck, fuck that. That dog's a lot of work to just jump my big fat bare ass over this fucking fence and kill a fucking dog. And drag a fucking 120 pound dog back to my fucking cubs. That's a lot of work for a bear because, you know what, bears are fucking lazy. Okay? Bears are fucking lazy. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. But it just fucking drives me nuts that every time somebody sees wildlife, they got to put a fucking warning up on Facebook. So you people that, oh man, I don't even know what to say. It just drives me so nuts. Like you live in the fucking country. You're going to see wildlife. You probably see wildlife every fucking day. Bears, coyotes, foxes. Okay, coyotes will steal your cat. Foxes, they might too. Coyotes will kill a cat, carry a cat away. Coyotes might, you know, um, they might go after a smaller dog. Um, but chances are, unless there's a large pack of them, and I, pff, look at me, fucking the animal whisperer. What was that guy's name? The crocodile hunter? I know he's from Australia, but whatever. Me, a fucking animal expert here. <laughs> um, they're, unless they're in a large pack, they're not even going to go after your large dog. Okay, and as far as young children go, teach your children that if you see a bear or a cow, make a lot of fucking noise and the fucking animals will go away. Believe it or not, they're more scared of us than we are of them. I know that's fucking hard to believe, but it's the fucking truth. Okay, they're not domesticated animals. They're not going to walk right up to you and sniff your fucking crotch like a dirty old fucking German shepherd. Okay. And then grab a hold of it and try and drag you away. They're not going to do that because they're not domesticated. They're scared of people. Okay, bears are too. All right. Can we just stop with posting all these warnings? And, and in, in our area specifically, there was a long time. I remember when I was a little kid, you never used to see bears around here. But guess what? The, they quit the bear hunt here in Ontario for some time. The bears got overpopulated. They ran out of food. So they started to follow the rivers and the streams and the lakes and the ponds and whatever. They started to follow them south because that's where a good food source is. And now we have them in our neck of the woods. There's been bears here for 10, 15, fuck, almost 20 years now. And not once, and I have livestock on my farm, not once have I ever heard of a bear, an incident involving a bear and livestock or humans or pets or anything like that. So everybody that's fucking posting shit on social media about wildlife out and about and in their backyard or crossing the road, relax, okay? Relax. Eat your fucking hero cookie because you all alarmed us that somebody saw a fucking bear three hours ago on a certain street that all it was doing was crossing the fucking road. Nobody's ever going to see that bear again. And if they see that bear again, there's no fucking way to tell if it was the same bear that was saw two hours ago or if it's a different fucking bear. There's no fucking way to tell unless it is tagged or there is GPS tracking on it. Here's an idea. Leave the fucking bear alone. And guess what? The bear will fucking leave you alone. All right. End of story. So today's hero cookie, all you heroes that feel the need to post us the location of some random fucking bear, 
you know, there's 500 bears in the area and you fucking told us about one. So that's great. You are the hero. You saved my day. You saved my farm. I'm going to sleep a lot fucking better tonight knowing that that bear crossed the road fucking four hours ago. Good for you. Round of applause. Enjoy your fucking hero cookie. So listen, that's going to pretty much wrap it up for the Cox Talks podcast. Don't forget, still have hats for sale. Still got a few hats for sale. $30. Quit complaining about the price. I've sold, I've sold some hats. There's, there are hats out in the marketplace. And uh, again, don't forget to come at me with some feedback. I do feel like the podcast is losing a little bit of steam. And I am actually curious. I am interested in everybody's thoughts on on the podcast, where it's at. Should I fold up shop and, and quit? Um, should I find another day job? Should I, you know, should I quit while I'm on top? Or should I keep forging ahead? with the Cox Talks podcast. That's that's a genuine statement, folks. I'm genuinely interested. Sometimes I feel like I'm running out of steam. As far as my listeners go, we've kind of plateaued, and I'm, I am okay with that. Like I said, I don't do this for fame or fortune, but we have kind of plateaued. That's okay. And you know what? The summer months are here. People are a lot busier now. They're not listening to the podcast as much either, which is cool. I get it. I understand. But um, I'm curious to know, folks, if you'd just rather me close up shop and forget about it, I can do that. I am a man of the people. I listen to my fans. So uh, like I said, and like I always say, any feedback is good feedback, positive or negative. So that's the Cox Talks podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I always have a blast doing it. And remember, tell your fucking friends. Tell your fucking friends about the Cox Talks podcast. Thanks for listening. Soundstripe.